now here's your host, Gabriel Rutledge. Checkity-check. Check-check. Okay, I'm podcasting. Hey, bitches. Welcome to the Rutledge. We've had some staff shortages, so... Don't ring the bell. I did not podcast last week. The shame I felt. The deep, deep sense of shame. Several people pay money for this podcast, and I did not get an episode out. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm doing it this week. I'm in my mobile studio. It's my car. My loving family is inside the house. I'm sitting in my car like a lunatic in the neighborhood because I care. I care about you. There's few enough people to listen to this podcast. I can care about all of you individually. I don't want the kind of podcast where if we were all in a room, all my listeners were in a room, I wouldn't even be able to see everyone. I want the kind of podcast where if all my listeners were in a room, I'd be like, hey, what's up? I know you. Uh, Boutique podcasting. That's what micro-influencers do. I did not podcast. I was all set. I was on the road last... Try to get these out on Monday now. I was all set to uh, podcast Sunday night. I was in Cottage Grove, Oregon, near Eugene. And uh, I brought my microphone. I was staying the night in a hotel. I was all ready. And uh, look, I'm going to be honest. The reason I did not podcast... His name is Josh Firestein. Okay? He's the comedian open for me. He's the comedian open for me. He uh, he said, hey, they're going to go out. I wouldn't mind going out and getting one drink. Do you want to get one drink? I said, I'll get one. Let's have a drink. We just had a fun show in some sort of weird outdoor microbrewery food court. Let's go have one drink, I says. To Josh, like it's my first day on the fucking planet, and I really think I'm a one-drink guy. I'm not a one-drink... I had a drink. Someone else from the show was there. They're like, what are you drinking? I said, Jameson. They're like, I'll get you one. Someone else got... I drank multiple Jamesons. I paid for none of them. It's rude to not get drunk when you're not paying. That's how I was raised. So my one drink uh, turned into many drinks. And then by the time, not that I was like so hammered, I couldn't have podcast. But by the time I got home, back to the hotel, uh, it was late. It was very late. And so it did not happen. I'm so sorry. But please direct your emails to Josh. Do you want to have one drink at firestein.com? I had a very weird thing happen at that Cottage Grove show. Uh, if you're familiar with my act, I have a, a joke. I actually just put it up on all my socials, on my YouTube, on my TikTok, on my Facebook, on my Instagram. Uh, I say living with my teenage son is like living with a congested goose, is the joke. So I make a goose noise. It's funny. Sometimes I hold on to bits and I'm like, well, this is one of my bits. I'm doing it all the time. I'm not going to put it up yet because I don't want to burn it. I don't want everyone to have seen it. I don't want people to like 
search me on YouTube, watch the bit, go to the show, watch me do the bit they just saw. So I don't have a ton of stuff up that I'm currently doing. Uh, the Duck Duck Goose bit is not really an every night bit anymore, but I'm still doing it quite a bit. And, uh, but I'm like, oh, I'll put it up. But in my head, I'm like, oh, this one, this is gold. This is one of my big bangers. Wait till the internet gets a load of this bit. TikTok, I'm going to a million. And then I put it on TikTok and it got, you know, 12,000. Instagram, a couple hundred. Facebook, a couple hundred. Twitter, a couple hundred. YouTube, a hundred. I'm like, oh, why was I holding on to this? 48 people total. Watch this. This is the gold I was holding on to. Uh, but anyway, I have a joke where I make a huh, goose noise. And I did it on stage. Again, it was an outdoor show. Nice stage, but an outdoor show. And when I made the honk sound, so, someone, I don't know, a Little Caesars pizza delivery driver, someone started honking back. And we had a little weird call and response thing happening. <laughs> Am I mating right now? What just happened? <laughs> Move on. <laughs> when that was happening on stage, in my head, the only way I could figure out, the only way I, I, I could fathom that it was happening is, is if it was uh, Josh, do you want to have one drink Firestein in his car honking at me? And then I asked him after the show, and he was like insulted, which he should have been. He's like, no, why would I honk at you while you're performing? I'm like, that's a good point. Of course he wouldn't do that. But what a weird... Uh, what a weird experience. Uh, that was a fun show. I've had some fun shows lately. I'm starting to think it's me. Maybe I make them fun. Maybe these shows suck, but I'm good. <laughs> uh, I have had some fun shows. I did a show uh, in an alley uh, next to a wine bistro. And uh, some sort of weird cult meeting place. And uh, that one was kind of funny because, you know, you're, we're right next to the road. And there was this moment where, I mean, I had a good show, but I did, I did do one line. One line I tried that didn't hit. Everything was hitting. And this one particular line didn't hit. And uh, as if uh, <laughs> by divine intervention... From a Latino god, Jesus himself. Uh, someone driving by was just blasting, like, what is that called? Tejano music? Mexican music. I'm sorry if that's not the right term. Um, so it was this very funny moment where, like, I say a line that doesn't work, and then, like, you know, it's like they were waiting around the corner to be like, when he gets in trouble, we come through with the music. All right, that punchline's not for everybody. 
That's the sound that's in my head every time a jug doesn't work. So I say to the bartender, Doc, I thought you said fuck. And that was not supposed to be part of the timing, but that's fine. <laughs> this is street comedy, okay? Yes, a little bit of street comedy. Street racing, too fast, too furious. Um, I did have, I was kind of behind this uh, barricade, but I did have this moment. I was like imitating the music, and then I was like, oh, they're going to think I'm mocking them. They were playing it loud enough, they probably couldn't hear me, but I'm like, I'm not just some white asshole, like... They're like, oh, fuck you, dude. But I, that did not happen. But uh, I wish I had that on video. That would be a fun moment. But uh, I did a show uh, a couple days ago called Don't Tell Comedy. Whatever you do, don't fucking tell. Um, which is kind of an interesting concept, Don't Tell Comedy. They have shows all over the country. And it's just like, hey, sign up on this list and we'll tell you when this secret show is happening. Uh, you don't know who's on it. You don't know the location until, like, I don't know, the day of or something. Uh, but they, like, pack places out, which is like maybe... I've been doing the exact opposite marketing where I've been telling people. I do tell. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be at this place if you want to go. And I've had mixed results. I should not tell. I should be like, sign up if you want to go to my secret show. Maybe it's November 6th at the Washington Center in downtown Olympia. Maybe it's not. I'm not telling. I gotta be more mysterious. Uh, but this particular don't tell comedy show, it was near Redmond. Uh, and it was just, I don't even know how to describe this. I mean, you, you parked on the road you entered a, uh, this start of a path you couldn't even tell was a path. Someone had to be there to be like, this is the right way. They're like, it's a 15-minute walk through the woods. The, the walk was lit up with uh, 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 lights the whole way, which was, you needed that on the way back because it was quite dark on the way back. Uh, they also said, oh, the, you'll hear the bagpipes because there was these bagpipe kids practicing uh, at the venue. So you're like walking down the 15 minutes through the woods. Uh, and then you get to the end and it's like this crazy like, tree house. It's called Emerald. Oh shit. What's it called? Emerald tree house. Emerald. I noticed you could Airbnb it too for $450 a night. Emerald forest tree house. Uh, that's what it's called. It's near Redmond, Washington. And it's like, this. there's a stage on the ground, there's this treehouse, there's people sitting in front, there's these hammocks hanging from the treehouse. Uh, it was just, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. 
I'd like that this show is called Don't Tell Comedy, like I could <laughs> tell someone about this show. Like, no, you park on the side of the road. <laughs> then you follow the lights, you'll hear bagpipes. <laughs> also, you'll see a sign that says you're on camera right after you pee behind a tree. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know, please burn the tape. With a long drive. I'm new to the forest. Maybe bathroom with the start next time, you know. I really hope there's not video of me peeing behind a tree somewhere in the greater Redmond area. But uh, And then after the show, great show, probably 40 people there in the middle of a wo in the woods, you know. 40 people is a pretty good draw when you have to hike to get there. There's a, a comedian, a uh, very funny comedian, uh, so it's Josh. I didn't say that when I mentioned him, and now I feel bad. You guys remember Josh, do you want to have one drink, Firestein. He's also hilarious. Uh, this comic, uh, Barunji, Barunji, from Uganda, you, uh, he was at the show, and I was like, I, I was joking. I was like, what kind of road comic hack would I be? If I dragged my merch suitcase 15 minutes through the woods to sell t-shirts after this show, and then he smiled at me and he pulled out his backpack and he brought shirts. That son of a bitch, he brought shirts to the treehouse and he sold a couple. Good for him. Uh, I did not do that. I was <laughs> So after the show, they're like, hey, stick around. Uh... There's a light show. We're like, I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm not going to walk back by myself in the middle of the night. They're like, there's bears here. Uh, so he turns off all the lights because there's lights all over the forest. It's kind of like glowing green. It's really an unbelievable, it's hard to describe, but an unbelievable scene. And then so he turns off all the light, pitch black. We're in the middle of the forest. It's pitch black. I feel a hand gently cup my testicles. I was like, Barunch! Okay, I, this, you know what? That didn't happen. It was pitch black. In the middle of the forest, he starts this light show that's like um, thousands of tiny lights dancing around like fireflies on all the tree trunks, on the ground, in the sky. Uh, Lucy, with, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds by the Beatles is playing. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I felt high as fuck, and I was sober as a church deacon. It was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, but also just unbelievably cool. And that, that went on for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then, uh, you know, I had to hike back to the road and go home. But what I, I mean, that was one of those nights where I'm like, man, comedy takes me to some weird amazing places and i don't mean that like i'm gonna go to dubai in three weeks i mean like this is an hour and 20 minutes from my house maybe less i'm just like i can't believe this is happening uh really fun i mean don't tell anyone that's the name of the show don't tell but it was really fun um in fact that weekend that just happened uh friday i was at a tree house in the middle of the forest and saturday I took a ferry to Anderson Island 
Washington to do a show. So in case you thought I didn't have my Northwest comedian cred, uh, a treehouse and a ferry in the same weekend. I'm in Northwest as fuck. Uh, I've never been to Anderson Island, and everyone on Anderson Island seemed shocked by that. You know, you've lived here your whole life and never been to Anderson Island, and I didn't want to be rude, but I'm like, why would I? There's, what's here? I mean, it's beautiful. There's like a thousand people who live there. Uh, I I did, as a much younger man, I went to McNeil Island quite a bit, which is where they have a prison. But uh, I was friends with, and Christy was really good friends with, uh, the daughter of the warden of the prison. And they had this like big, beautiful house on the island. So we would take, we would take these boat trips to McNeil Island with prisoners sometimes. Uh, so I've been there 10, 12 times. But uh, never Anderson Island, but now I have. And they kept making jokes like, you better hope the boat works. Because, you know, if you don't get off the last ferry, you got to sleep in your car. You're, you know, and I was talking to somebody who lived there and they were like, the dock was broken a month ago and it took him like a week to fix it. And he got just stuck on the island where he does not live. He had to have a fireboat take him back to Tacoma. I guess the Stillicum, if you're in the area. Uh, but yeah, so if you get stuck there, you're really stuck there. Uh, but luckily I did. Uh, I did I did get home. All good. I used to do that shit all the time when I worked in a Mexican restaurant. To the great peals of laughter to my uh, Latino co-workers. They love that shit, man. You, I don't know. They look. I mean, uh, you know, tough as fuck, hardworking dudes who worked at that Mexican restaurant I worked at. You know, just macho as you can get, and then uh, the music they listen to. I mean, they act like they would listen to whatever the Mexican Metallica is. Uh, but no. It's just these badass dudes, you know, one dude with a teardrop tattoo is just like, <laughs> if I didn't work with him, I might cross the street if he was coming at me. But no, even his music was like, la musica romantica. I'm like, what? This doesn't add up. It's a very weird experience also to work with people new to the country and then run into them many years later, where, uh, you know, you kind of have that conversation like you're talking to a preschooler and they talk to you like you're a preschooler because of the language barrier. They're like, you know, you're just like, hi, not that bad. I'm kidding. We were coworkers. But, you know, it's like uh, very rudimentary language to each other. And then like a decade later, I run up to one at the store and they're like, hey, Gabe, what have you been up to? I haven't seen you in a while. And I'm like, where did this person come from? I saw I saw the fresh, fresh to America version of you. Uh, myself and former co-host of the Rutledges podcast, uh, my wife Christy, we went to uh, Ocean Shores for a little... It was not a weekend getaway. It was a weekday getaway because that's how comedians like to vacation. It's actually funny. We 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 went we we went away on a Tuesday Wednesday, 
Because I thought, well, that no one's going to ask me to do a comedy show on Tuesday, Wednesday. I turned down three shows on that Wednesday. Which is so bizarre. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure wherever you live, you've noticed the labor shortage. Um, but it was Ocean Shores, man. Do you know how people... Uh, I've never been to uh, like Jamaica or the Bahamas or anything like that, but sometimes people come back from those vacations and they say stuff like, oh, it was great, but it was kind of, once we got off the resort, like the level of poverty in the area was kind of staggering. That's a little bit how Christy and I felt about Ocean Shores, Washington, because the pandemic has not been easy on a small beach town. I mean, there's businesses with storefronts shuttered. Uh, There's places that are open, but they just look... I mean, there was a coffee place we went to that just had, like, buckets all over the room collecting rainwater. And it wasn't like, oh, we're closed because our roof needs repair. They were just like, what can I get for you? As the sound of, you know, sounds like someone's peeing over in the corner because the ceiling is draining into a bucket. Uh, and then tons of hotels that were like, they just can't find people to work there. Every restaurant had a sign, please be patient. We even went to the, there's a casino in Ocean Shores, and they were like, it's a two and a half hour wait for dinner, and there's no table games, there's no, like, blackjack or poker, because I don't know, maybe they can't find dealers, they just had slot machines. It's a, it's weird. It's a weird, I'm not, I can't figure out where exactly this labor shortage came from other than the unemployment, but it seems like that wouldn't be the only reason. I don't know. Maybe it'll get better because that pandemic unemployment is ending. Uh, But man, it is weird to go anywhere right now. And uh, you see people using the pandemic as an excuse, which I will be too. It'll be 2030. And I'll be like, you know what fucked me up is that pandemic. I was really on a roll there for a while, but you know. There people would be like, that was over a decade ago. I'm like, yeah, but I just never bounced back. Uh, but we got to the hotel we were staying at, and they were like, um, just because of uh, COVID restrictions, uh, we're not going to enter your room. So we won't, if you need towels or anything, just let us know. We're not going to clean your room because of COVID restrictions. <laughs> and I'm like, That's not because of COVID restrictions. It's because you have no employees. That's the same with my dumb bank, Wells Fargo, which is the worst bank in the world, but I just keep going there. Uh, Every time you show up, their lobby's closed for COVID reasons, but it's not COVID reasons. They just, I don't know why. They're just like, yeah, we don't, we're not, you got to make an appointment now. Go through the drive-thru. But anyway, we did have a moment. Um, We were, this, it wasn't a great hotel. Uh, and I never like a hotel that you doesn't have that little latch. Uh, so if someone opens the door, they can't get it all the way open because of the latch. Uh, they didn't have that at this hotel. And so day two, uh, we're just sitting there and then all of a sudden, like I... I was sort of facing the door. Christy had her back turned to the door. She's on the bed. I'm on a chair. 
And this guy, I'll call him a kid. He looked young. He just, you, we hear the, we hear our door opening and he just walks in. And I go, I said something eloquent like, hey, 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 what are you doing? And then Christy actually freaked the fuck out, which is funny because I've been in much worse situations with her and she didn't make these noises, but she was like, it really scared the hell out of her. And so it turns out it was uh it was housekeeping. It was probably some kid they just hired that day. He went to the wrong door. He went to the wrong room. But here's the thing. He never said oops. He never said I'm sorry. He never said, "Oh, I'm housekeeping. I must be in the wrong room." For all we knew, it was just some rant. We only knew he worked there cuz we called to the front desk. I mean, I think he quit after he saw me. I was I was sitting on the chair wearing only my underwear. I'm sorry to make this hot. <laughs> I was sitting on the chair in my underwear like I was expecting him, honestly. Like the way my legs were positioned and my body, it was just lounging like, hey, <laughs> what took you so long? So he probably uh, saw a fat guy in underwear and was like, I don't need this job. Uh, but yeah, what a weird moment to like, because it took like two seconds. He'd open the door and shut it. But again, if you work there, don't you say sorry or housekeeping? I got the wrong room. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, Ocean Shores, Washington is rough. I mean, that we weren't in a lot of rooms where people had a full set of teeth. Uh Interesting. Interesting city. Also, we were in Hawaii the month before. You don't go Hawaii to Ocean Shores. You go to Ocean Shores, then Hawaii. That's the order. We, we've we just been to a tropical paradise. And now we're in Ocean Shores, and it's 62 degrees and raining. And we're looking at the beach, and it just looks gray and shitty and garbage. There's not actual garbage, but like, you know. We're like, oh, this beach sucks. Let's go to Hawaii. But uh, I got an Instagram message that I found quite amusing. Uh, <clears throat> I won't say their name, obviously. Uh, but I got this message and it said, Hi, so if nothing else, this could be used in your comedy. This is going to be weird. What a start. Buckle up. This is going to be weird. So I responded, ha ha, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Their next message. Were you adopted or do you know who your father is? Someone sent me your stand-up saying that you look like my boyfriend. I showed him and it weirded him out. So I said, I responded, no, I was not adopted and I do know my father. Your boyfriend sounds handsome. She said, ha ha, okay, we just aren't sure how many siblings... And kids there are out there. His dad was a truck driver and liked having a lot of girlfriends. He is handsome. What a ridiculous message. Of all the things I thought they were going to say, do you know who your father is? Was not on my list. Uh... <laughs> My, uh, my his, his dad was a truck driver, and he, uh, you know, 
he liked to come in every stop he went to. So, good Lord. But I, I was not ready. I don't know what I was, th what I thought was going to happen. But uh, do you know who your father is? Do you have a? I, I try. I don't want. I, I was going to look and see what her boyfriend looked like, and I couldn't find it. And maybe I'm glad because every time I see a picture of someone who allegedly looks like me, and it's not even like sure Dave Grohl, Tim Curry. I get all those people all the time, but like when it's not famous people, I I mean constantly in my life before I was even a comedian. People are like, you look so much like my friend Steve. And then I would see Steve, and I'm like, Steve wishes he looked like me, okay? Steve is my before photo. How dare you? How dare you? No one ever says, you know who you look like is my friend Steve. And then I say, see Steve, and Steve looks like Brad fucking Pitt or something. It's never that. It's like, you kind of look like another fat person I know who looks like they haven't slept in weeks. I'm like, well, maybe you should have kept that to yourself. All right, why can't I ever look like, you know who you look like? An incredibly handsome acquaintance of mine. Sometimes people after shows say, you look just like my uncle and he's funny too. Look at that, what the, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Is he also a professional comedian? That's not the only fun message I got, though. Okay. I also got one that said, Hi, had a look over your profile. Seems like you are a great fit for Smooth My Balls. Smooth My Balls is interested in working with you. Can you drop them a message? Oh, I've gotten that one a lot, actually. I'm not going to work with Smooth My Balls. I think it's some sort of uh, balls shaving. I don't want to be a Smooth My Balls ambassador. I mean, I believe in balls, okay? I, if you want to shave your balls, that's great. I'm sure Smooth Your Balls is a great product. I'm just saying, for my own brand... I don't think I want to be a smooth your balls ambassador. Maybe a trim your balls ambassador. That's more my speed. I can't smooth my ball. Look, here's the problem. I've discussed this before. Uh, when you are a fairly hairy person and you start shaving your pubic area or your balls, where do you stop? Because you kind of got to just keep going. Otherwise, if you have hair on your thighs, hair on your belly, hair on your butt, and you shave your balls and pubic area, it's just going to be this glowing white orb of a dick surrounded by hair. So yeah, that looks trimmed up, and maybe a lady would be like, wow, look at this guy. He takes great care of his genitals. But it also, I mean, it looks like you are preparing your genitals for surgery. <laughs> it looks like a marshmallow in the middle of a hair forest. It's not that good of a look. Smooth your balls. I can't just smooth my balls. Smooth your balls. I got to smooth it all. And I don't have that kind of time. 
I, and I don't want that look either. I already have the body of an infant. I don't need to have the hair of an infant also. Just a giant man baby with my whole body shaved. It's not a good look. So I will not be a smooth, my balls, your balls ambassador. Wait, is it smooth my balls or smooth your balls? Smooth my balls. Well, that sounds personal. That's not even like, hey, do you want to smooth your balls? What kind of company is this? Hey, smooth my balls. Have a little fun while you're down there. I like uh, podcasting in my car in front of my house because I can really look at it and see what needs repairs. And I see part of my gutter rain spout thing just came off. I got to fix that. All right. Good to know. It's uh, my son. My firstborn Johnny is now in college. It's only been like three or four days, but man, so weird. Like he's just, he doesn't live here. It's so bizarre. I mean, he's 10 minutes away, but he does not live here. In fact, Christy was snoring last night, so I just went to his room and slept in there. It's like, he'll be back. Don't get me wrong. We're still going to see him, but it's it's weird. Like, you think when there's a major... Excuse me, just got a touch of the delta. Uh, you'd think when there'd be a, a major life change. My son has lived with me since the day he was born, I guess before that when he was uh, inside my wife. You know what? He used to live in my balls. All right? He knows how smooth they are. Used to be his home. I've never not known him. He's lived with me for 19 plus years. A couple of trips in his life. He spent overnight other places. That's it. I mean... You know, I traveled, but he didn't. I mean, he's just, every day, I saw him. And now I don't. And you would think a change like that would have a dramatic swelling of music or a drum roll or a like, ladies and gentlemen, it's about to happen. But that is not how life works. It's just, he was here and now he's not. And it's a major change, but it's also, it's just so weird. It's so anticlimactic in the way that like oh just like that it i'm thinking about that also because uh over uh our other neighbor she's elderly when we moved in she lived there with her, her uh husband dick uh he died a few years ago she still lived there but she's not doing that good she had a fall she hurt her face shit's happening she's Moving out. Her kids are getting her settled into a nursing home. Or I don't know if it's called a nursing home, but it's, you know, senior living. And that's the same thing. That's the same. She has lived in that house since it was built in the 1960s. She moved into this neighborhood when it was brand new. Like, she's seen 10, 12 different people live in our house. She's 
watched this neighborhood from a time before the... <laughs> when TV had barely been invented. When the radio was still a big form of entertainment. Before the internet. Before so many things. She was hanging out in this neighborhood when color wasn't there yet. It was just a black and white world. And then she's just gone now. There's no dramatic movie scene. It's just like she was there and now she's gone. She's a and she's not coming back. She's really old. She's not going to get better. You know, she can't take care of herself in the way that she needs to take care of herself. So she's probably not going to come back. I'm not saying she's going to die like in a week, but it's just man Change is not, change is more subtle and quick. And even though the results might be dramatic, the actual moment, it's just nothing. It's just, hey, you know that, you know your neighbor who's lived there since the 1960s? She's not there anymore. Gone. Which, you know, it's not all bad. She's not going to call me over crying because she can't get her can of tomato soup open. <laughs> which that happened quite a bit and Christy even more Chris, I mean she hurt herself a few months ago Christy had to go over there and like change bandages and I'm like this is more than neighborly duty this is you know so she does need to move somewhere where that she can be better taken care of but it's it's uh man it happens just like that with no soundtrack you know I mean, it's it's a major life shift to not have my son. My son is in college. It's a major life shift. And I, it is, I was coming home the other night. And I was just like, he's not there. So I'm not saying it's nothing, like I don't care about it. But it's just, I don't know. I thought when I dropped him off, there'd be like, <laughs> Joe Cocker would be singing, What would you do if I sang out of tune? Like, what a moment. My son is becoming a man. and that. It was just, we dropped the shit off in his dorm. We kind of got it set up and we left. And it was like, I didn't have, I have had some tearful moments in the last week or two about my son. But it wasn't then. It wasn't dropping him. I don't know. It's just very, it's, it's very weird. I got another message on Instagram that was from someone. That was like, I discovered you on TikTok and you're hilarious. And would you come do a show in Bellingham? And I'm like, all right, TikTok, it's all paying off. And then they were like, it's $120 to open for some band. And I'm like, oh, TikTok. <laughs> I had to respond, it's going to take a lot more money than that to get me to go to Bellingham. And by a lot more, I mean $80. Oh, look. I think my girls want to watch Twilight tonight, so um, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? I'm Team Jacob till I die, and it's time my daughters knew that. Uh... 
thank you to the people who uh, pay for this podcast. You're the best. Uh, if you would like to do that and receive the exact same product as everyone else, which is a usually weekly podcast where I ramble, um, you can do that in the episode notes. Click on support this podcast or go to RutledgeRadio.com. Click on support this podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. You can help me smooth my balls. Um, I'm their ambassador, so I should have said that. That's why I keep bringing them up. I signed up. Um, so if you do go to smooth my balls, uh, enter the promo code uh, marshmallow and get 10% off. I have shows coming up. I'm a comedian. Uh, I should. Oh man, I didn't. Let me look at my calendar. Okay, what's my name? I'm putting it in the Google machine. Here we go. Let's see what my calendar says. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, the night this podcast comes out, I'll be at Odd Otter Brewing in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, August 30th, I'm at the uh, Roxy Theater in Bremerton. Uh, September 4th, I'm at the Linwood Theater in Bainbridge Island. September 5th, I'm at Airport Tavern in Tacoma. September 8th, uh, got some backyard shit. I'm in Boise, September 11th. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going, I'm not going to believe I'm going to Dubai until I'm on the plane, but, uh, I think I'm going to Dubai. Um, I still haven't received my itinerary yet for all the flights, but I do, you know, I have to take a test to prove I am COVID negative and that's going to be a very tight window because I fly out on a Tuesday and it has to be 72 hour it has to be taken 72 hours before I leave. And you can't really take an official COVID test on Sunday. And I'm traveling Saturday. And so I have to take the test Monday and hope it's back by the time I fly Tuesday. Now, I have taken a couple COVID tests and they have come back uh, within 24 hours. And so hopefully that will happen again. But if they don't, they will not let me on the plane. Um, so. Like I said, I'll feel like I'm going to Dubai when I'm on my way to Dubai. But I don't know. If they cancel, that'd be like good. But I also, uh, it should be quite an experience. Um, like I said before, I just, my, my biggest concern is getting COVID in Dubai because then it's a whole international quarantine situation. And if I have to price line hotels in Dubai. <laughs> So I can stay an extra 10 days. I am in deep trouble. Um, but what are you going to do? You know? Not live? I tried that for a year. I'm done. Um, so Dubai's still happening. Uh, my book, There's No Fucking Way You're Getting a Pony, Still out, still the number one humor fiction book on Amazon. That's not true. I, I said that wrong. It's still a humor fiction book on Amazon. I don't know what number. Um, but you can still buy that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's about it. 
Uh, thank you so much for everyone uh, who does pay for this podcast. It really, uh, I really do appreciate it, and I do use the money for goods and services. Um, and for everyone else, uh, as always, this podcast is free and worth it. Show's over. We're done. Bye.